Right now, command the season at Herson's Kia. If you're looking for a new Kia, Herson's has 0% financing and leases starting at $129 per month. Check them out at Herson'sKia.com. It's Super Saturday at JCPenney. Shop in-store or at jcp.com to save up to 60% on hundreds of super deals this Friday and Saturday. Get select kitchen appliances for just $29.99 each. Or rewards members get select diamond jewelry for $25 each. Or shop and save an extra 30% with coupon. Need it fast? Pick up your order curbside. Joy, comfort, peace. JCPenney. Offers valid 12, 18 to 12, 19. Conditions and exclusions apply. Kitchen electrics limited to 10% coupon discount. $25 jewelry excluded from coupons and rewards. See store or jcp.com for details. We're starting to see a new trend now, even after the Supreme Court had uh, pretty clear words to say to Michigan about their religious um, stops to people gathering. Same in New York. And yet now we're seeing this starting to emerge around the country. Democratic California Governor Newsom has decided he's just going to flat out ignore the Supreme Court of the United States of America and their ruling. He has now doubled down on worship restrictions in that state. Now, if you look at the map now, we're looking at five different states that have gone pretty much all out on banning religious congregating. Now, the United States Supreme Court smacked down New York Governor Andrew Cuomo for lockdowns imposed on houses of worship. Democratic Governor Gavin Newsom pretty much said to the Supreme Court, I'll give you not one but two of my fingers and I'll point it right at the high court. Now, the high court lifted the restrictions in New York. And he says, that's New York. I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm in California. He has now doubled down on this coronavirus lockdown on religious gatherings, even though he's the same guy that can go out and gather before Thanksgiving when he told no one else to gather in a restaurant. Newsom has informed the court last night that his actions are justified by the increase in virus cases and, quote, the perils of indoor gatherings where people sing or chant is unacceptable. California quote, is experiencing an unprecedented surge, the governor says, in COVID-19 cases, creating an even greater public health need for restrictions on prolonged communal gatherings in indoor places. The California Attorney General's office said in a filing opposing a church group's request for restrictions to be lifted by the state. I want you to understand how long they've been suffocating Christians People of faith. We're going on month number nine now in California. They were one of the first to immediately say churches are the problem. Quote, scientific evidence demonstrates why those activities pose a particularly grave threat of virus transmission during the current pandemic, the state lawyers argued. Governor Newsom Uh, is saying that they're going to really start cracking down on gatherings, including um, choir, even though there's no indication that people are having choir events. There's no indication that people are doing secret gatherings to sing. There's no indication that there are going to be a bunch of Christmas events where people are singing. 
But they have now decided to go to war with choirs, with singers in the churches, with not a single bit of information to show that churches in California are having these big gatherings to practice singing for Christmas performances. Now, I bring this up because they brought it up. They've made it up. They've lied and acted like there's a bunch of people out there right now who are secretly conspiring to sing and to have huge Christmas performances at the church. There's no indication that's accurate. There, there is no indication that that's real. There's no indication that anyone is doing this. In fact, most churches have gone to virtual. But there is a certain point where you say, do we really need to keep doing this? I, it is the longest in my lifetime that I've not gone to church in person. I have not been in a church since February for any reason. That's weird. There are people that are now very concerned, as they should be, about their, their mental health. There are people that are elderly that are very concerned Uh, and their family members are, about their complete and total isolation when church was their community. What's also so frustrating is, you look at Governor Newsom, for example, he has not cracked down on any other gatherings. It is like he is solely obsessed with churches. That you and a church, you religious organizations, are going to submit to what I tell you you have to do. He's not cracked down on sporting events. He has, in fact, encouraged large gatherings of protesters within Black Lives Matter. He has even gone out with some of the Black Lives Matter protesters. He has not cracked down on large gatherings of Hollywood movie productions, which are back up and running. The San Francisco Chronicle reported on the restrictions that seem to target churches and other places of worship And this is the San Francisco Chronicle. This is not a conservative newspaper. I want to make that very clear. San Francisco is a bastion of socialism. This is how they put it. The court rejected a San Diego County Church's challenge to Newsom's order limiting indoor worship services to 25% of the building's capacity. This is back in May. With a maximum attendance of 100 people in a church. Now imagine if you're, and I hate using the word megachurch because I I think it's become almost like a negative connotation. There are large gatherings of Christians, large gatherings of people of faith, and many times they outnumber 100 anywhere in the country. You know, you look at a place like Bellevue Baptist Church, for example, I, I use that or hope because of the size of their sanctuary. You're telling me that in California, a church of that size has an arbitrary number of 100 people connected to it maximum in that building? At what point is this not about your safety, and this is actually just about suppressing religious freedom, and the government is the ones doing it? If you're not cracking down on anyone else gathering, movie sets can gather, no problem. Movie sets, sporting events, you can have kids' soccer practice, you can have more than 100 people gathering for any of these types of events, but churches have a new number that has been there forever, 
And, and let's be clear about the financial side of this, too. People early on seemed more than willing to give financially. When churches were shut down because they wanted to support the church. But when you're not there and you feel not as connected, we have seen that you're less likely to give on a regular basis. There's something about going into a church. And there are massive church layoffs around the country right now. Staff that are being laid off, furloughed, and things like that. People are not giving like they used to. I I am one of those. I know that this year of giving for me is going to be down. Now, I have also given to other charities, and I've given to people that have been in need more this year. So my overall giving is probably up because I know we have had people that we know personally that have been really affected in a negative way by COVID. They've lost their jobs. They've lost their businesses. And I am one of those that likes to have a community of help, helping others. So my giving has probably gone actually up because there's some people hurting right now. But with churches, this is this is at least true with me. If you're not there, you you tend to give a little less. If you're not there, just this is just kind of how it goes. You give a little less. What get Governor Newsom seems to be doing, seems to be advocating for, is trying to suffocate. The church. These are now, it's like he's at war with churches. Same with New York, same with Michigan, and several other states. Where it's about, it it, it seems to be about really just going to war. You are going to submit to the state. You're going to submit to the government. It's hurting churches financially. It's hurting the congregation. I, I, I know many people that have a lot of problems and their therapy group is church. They don't go to a paid professional. They go to church. They go to their small groups. They go to their Bible studies. There are women and and addiction groups. One of the things that I love years ago uh, about Hope Church when I was in high school and college was the fact that they, Craig Strickland under his leadership and others there, Eli Morris, they, they really focused on being a church that had a community for people that were addicts people that dealt with addiction and told them, stop masking it, stop hiding from it. We want to help you. We are going to have groups for all different types of addiction. You know, I know AA members now that are having a hard time because the virtual events are easy to skip out on and there's not that much connection there. Many AA groups, by the way, they meet, you guessed it, at churches. I think we're probably going to be dealing with COVID-19 based on the science well into next year. I'm glad that Operation Warp Speed has been incredibly successful and we should all be giving uh, an incredible amount of (laughs) thank you to Donald Trump for getting the government out of the way and, and relying and using the private sector to get us the vaccination. But even then, we know that frontline workers are going to get these first. Then elderly, 65 and older, are going to get it second. Then it'll be on to the normal population. It's going to take a while. Do we really want to have a a country where you can't go to church for over a year? I'm not saying that you do it in an irresponsible way. I want to make that clear. I'm not saying that we need to have a bunch of singing going on 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 Sunday mornings. I've seen activist pastors 
and I call them activists because they're playing the politics of this and they're you know they're they're preaching and and, and this is about going to war with the government and they're trying to silence us and we're going to sing from the from the you know the hilltops. I don't think you should have a bunch of people singing, right? I, I really don't. I think that's a that's a bad idea based on the science. But to say that I can't go in the building, to say that I'm going to shut down these churches and surround these churches as they've done in Chicago. This is the United States of America. In this country, we have surrounded parking lots of churches to make sure that no one can attend that church on Sunday. That's happened in this country. We've had pastors that have actually been arrested now in this country for preaching. We have states and governors that are completely ignoring the Supreme Court saying, we don't care, Supreme Court. We're going to do what we want to do. I don't believe that churches are the problem. I actually believe in many ways they're, they're needed now more than ever before because of the insanity of the times that we're living in. There's a fundamental question that we should all be asking ourselves right now. Where does the government lose the right to tell us what we can and cannot do? Let me remind you of the original shutdowns. They were just supposed to be for two weeks. We're now in December. This is going to last for well over a year. It was all about the curve. Making sure that that curve went back down, not back up. It was two weeks. Everybody was so freaked out by this Wuhan, this virus, that I think most people genuinely didn't even think about this lasting a long time. I I think most people thought about it as like a month or two at the most. Some even thought I think it was probably just weeks. Like, all right, we'll just do this for a couple weeks, then we'll get back to normal. They'll figure this thing out. There was the fear of the unknown. Everybody I know was genuinely terrified of this virus. People were happy to shut down because it was supposed to be 14 days, not 14 months. Churches were more than happy to not put their members at risk, 99.9% of churches. They were happy to say, we're going to worship online, and they, they did it quickly. The churches, what they were able to do with technology and how fast they were able to change technology and how fast they were able to adapt is truly incredible. I mean, it, it was truly incredible what they were able to accomplish, what they were able to do. But now we're a year into this thing almost. And these governors are still saying, you can't meet, you can't sing, you must stay online. How do you do the math on the mental health side of this? How do you do the math on the loneliness? How do you do the math on the suicide numbers? How do you do the math on depression? And how many people are dying? Look at, look at China. There was a report that came out. That the suicide rate last month was higher than the number of people that died from coronavirus. In Japan, more people died from suicide last month than from COVID. In fact, not just last month. Let me rephrase that. More people died from suicide last month than COVID in all of 2020 combined. Ereko 
Kobayashi tried to kill herself, not once, not twice, not three, but four times. The first time, she was just 22 22 years old with a full-time job in publishing that didn't pay enough to cover her rent and grocery bills in Tokyo. I was really poor, she said, who spent three days unconscious in a hospital after the incident. Now she's 43. She's written books on her mental health struggles and has a steady job at an NGO. But the coronavirus is bringing back the stress she used to feel. My salary was cut, and I cannot see the light at the end of the tunnel. I constantly feel a sense of crisis that I might fall back into poverty. Experts have warned that the pandemic could lead to a mental health crisis in the world. Mass unemployment, social isolation, anxiety are taking their tolls on people globally. In Japan, government statistics show suicide claimed more lives in October than COVID-19 has over the entire year to date. The monthly number of Japanese suicides rose to 2,153 in October, according to Japan's National Police Agency. As of Friday, Japan's total COVID-19 toll was 2,087, the health ministry said. Now, again, this is Japan. They may be lying. I don't know about their COVID numbers. But what I do know is the number of people that have killed themselves, committed suicide, has skyrocketed. The last time the numbers were even close to this was 2015 when you had a massive economic depression going on in Japan. Japan is one of the few major economies to disclose timely suicide data. The most recent national data for the U.S., for example, is all the way back in 2018. So we have no data of what's actually happening in this country right now when it comes to depression, suicide rates, and this mental health crisis that I'm sure we're in right now because everywhere else in the world where they're having these types of lockdowns, they're having a massive mental health crisis. The Japanese data could give other countries insights, red flags, into the impact of the pandemic measures on mental health and which groups are most vulnerable. We didn't even have a lockdown, and the impact of COVID is very minimal compared to other countries, but still we see big increases in the number of suicides. That's when an associate professor at Waseda University in Tokyo and an expert on suicide said, so they didn't even have a lockdown there. He says what this suggests is that other countries might see a similar or even bigger increase in the number of suicides in the future. Let's talk about women for a second. COVID's toll on women seems to be far greater than on men from a mental health standpoint. Japan has long struggled with one of the highest suicide rates in the world, according to the World Health Organization. 2016, Japan had a suicide mortality rate of 18.5 per 100,000 people second only to South Korea and the Western Pacific region, and almost double the annual global average of 10.6 per 100,000 people. While the reasons for Japan's high suicide rate are complex, they say part of it's the long working hours, school pressure, social isolation, and cultural stigma around mental health issues have all cited as contributing factors. But what made it different this year? Well, for the last 10 years leading up to 2019, the number of suicides had actually been decreasing in Japan, falling by about 20,000 last year alone. That's the lowest number since the country's health authorities started keeping records in 1978. The pandemic appears to have reversed that entire trend, and the rise in suicides has disproportionately affected women. In October, suicides among women in Japan increased 
almost 83% compared to the same month the previous year. For comparison, male suicides rose 22% over the same period. If there's anything that we should be learning from this is this idea that you can take humans and you can lock up humans and expect that there's not going to be a major negative mental impact on these humans is childish. It's incompetent. And there's very, very, very clear data now to show that. There's very clear data that makes it obvious, beyond obvious, that doing this is not necessarily what you think you're accomplishing. What you think you may be doing is not actually what you're actually doing. And it worries me now seeing these governors and their motives and their disdain for even the Supreme Court. What worries me now is that what they're trying to do, what they're accomplishing now, is nothing more than silencing people of faith. Something that should never happen in this country, ever. But first, if you want to help the people in Georgia with what's going on there with the Senate election, then you need to join AMAC, the number one conservative organization in the country, for free right now. I'm going to give you a free membership because it's important that we now stand with the people of Georgia and that we fight to make sure that they have a free and fair election. Uh, whatever happens in Georgia is what's going to be what, what, what's going to happen with the country. What's going to happen in Georgia is going to decide the fate of an unbelievable amount of legislation. If they're able to win in Georgia, it is over. The Democrats control the House, the Senate, and the White House. So if you are ready to get in on all this action and to fight back and to stand with other conservatives to protect the Senate, join the number one conservative organization in the country right now. It is called AMAC for free. That's right, for free. Call them. Use my name, Ben, when you call them. Uh, Or you can go online to benfreeonline.com. That's benfreeonline.com. www.benfreeonline.com. You can get your free membership to the number one conservative organization in the country, benfreeonline.com. That's benfreeonline.com. And join the number one conservative organization in the country. I want to get back to Democratic California Governor Newsom ignoring the Supreme Court, doubling down on worship restrictions. There are so many of you that are listening right now that have not been going to church for some time because you're being cautious. There's a difference between having the freedom to decide what's best for you and your family and saying, I'm going to go virtually. Right, I'm going to go virtually online instead of in real life to church. And then being told that you're not allowed to congregate. These arbitrary numbers that are being put on churches around the country is nothing more than persecution. You allow for 10,000, 20,000 people to gather in the streets for Black Lives Matter protests, and no one gets arrested, but you threaten to arrest the pastors and the staff if they have church. That is religious persecution. When you tell people that no matter how big the interior is of your church, no matter how much social distancing you do at your church, that you can have a maximum of 100 people in your church, that is religious persecution. 
No one else is having to deal with this in this way. Well, I take that back. Some restaurants are now and small businesses, but even they don't have a cap of 100 people on them. The most extreme rules are coming, are being put upon, I should say, churches. The most extreme regulations are being put on people of faith. And part of the reason why I do think that they're doing this is because they realize, I'm talking about the hardcore left that clearly is anti-church, anti-people of faith, anti-religion, anti-people organizing to believe that there's a higher being above government, is they think that most Christians are willing to just abide by the law of the land. I think they're taking advantage of religion, to be honest with you. They believe that most people, people of faith, are going to abide by the law, abide by the rules that are put in front of them. That's what they're going to do. They're not going to buck the system. They're going to respect authority, which the Bible has a lot in there about respecting authority. And that's why they, I think, are picking on churches the way that they are. I also think that socialist governments are not fans of religion in history throughout the country, throughout the world. People have used congregating in church to organize. If you don't believe me, look at the history in this country with Martin Luther King and the civil rights movement. Where where was the civil rights movement being organized on a daily and weekly basis? It was being organized At churches. Where did Martin Luther King make his biggest speeches on a regular basis? I'm not talking about the most famous in Washington, D.C. Where did he where did he organize? Where did he spend his time? He spent his time in churches. He spent his time in churches, organizing in churches. Why do you think government's not a big fan? Liberals, socialists are not a big fan. Of churches. This is why. When you have people that can't congregate, it gives the government ultimate power. When people don't have the ability to to get together and they're and they're being shut down on social media, because let's also talk about that. Right now, conservatives are having a very hard time organizing on social media. We've had websites that have shut down conservative groups altogether so they can't organize on their platforms. Pages shut down. Events shut down. Rallies shut down on social media because they're on the wrong side of an issue in the eyes of big tech. I'm inspired and I get inspired when I talk to other people. I come up with some of my most creative ideas when I'm around other people that say, what, what do we do about this? And then I start really thinking about what it is I need to do. What it is that could have a big impact. What it is that could change the outcome. How do we put pressure on politicians? How do we change what's going on? How do we stand up for ourselves? Well, when you can't congregate, a lot of that disappears. And the government knows this. Religion, many times, is actually about freedom. Look at why the people came from England. Why did they come from England to America to create the greatest country in the world? They came here because they wanted religious freedom. 
and they wanted freedom in general, and they didn't want a government dictating every part of their life. And what was one of the core issues that blew this country up? It was religious freedom. It was getting rid of a government-sponsored faith, a government-sponsored religion, where the government dictated to that church what they could and could not preach, what they can and cannot say, what they could and could not advocate for. So why do you think these liberal governors are doing this now? Why do you think these liberal city councils are doing this now? Why do you think it's going all the way to the Supreme Court? Why do you think Newsom in California is saying you cannot congregate in a church, no matter how big your church is, more than 100 people, because he knows that that suffocates freedom. It is a power grab. What you're witnessing is nothing more than a government power grab and a government overreach. And I'll leave it at that. What is a Fisher house? If I had a chance to talk to the Fisher family, I would start crying because I can't articulate how much it meant to us. The Fisher house is a comfort home for military and veteran families to stay in at no charge. Allowing the family to be together to support their loved one during a medical crisis. It's enough to help you thrive through these hard situations. Go to fisherhouse.org for more info and how you might help. That's fisherhouse.org. Right now, command the season at Herson's Kia. If you're looking for a new Kia, Herson's has 0% financing and leases starting at $129 per month. Check them out at hersonskia.com.